You're listening to Run Hard, Mom Hard, presented by Treeline Journal and hosted by Nikki Parnell and Steph Weniger. We're here looking at the ins and outs of what it takes to be a mother who runs ultra marathons. We'll dive in to the challenges mothers face while training and racing ultras as we share and hear stories of motherhood and life from the trails. We hope to be a resource and encouragement to women who are balancing life with kids and all the miles. It's no easy task. We know what goes on behind the scenes while a mom prepares for a long run or race day. Sick kids, lack of sleep, low energy, minimal time, mom guilt, etc. But women keep showing up again and again to run, take care of themselves, and show this sport new levels of strength and grit. We want to be here to celebrate and inspire each other to run hard, find our inner mom strength, and show our kids that so much is possible. Welcome to another episode of Run Hard, Mom Hard. Today, we get to talk with one of my good friends, Beth Hoke. But before that, let's start with our life. Steph, how are you doing? I'm good. I um, <clears throat> I did my 4x4x24 four by four by last week, which was fun. It was a unique experience trying to figure out... Um, eating in between and drinking enough water because it was like 90 degrees here. I posted that I wore my pack. It was actually over 90 degrees. And um, on the trail in town, it's there's like no shade. So it's just straight sun. And then when I went home, I'm out in the country. So there's no shade. Um, so it was actually nice to go running at like four in the morning outside because it was cool and it was dark. <laughs> there was no sun. And then my 8 a.m., the next day was nice too because it was still cool before it got hot again. Um, and Aaron rode with me, or Aaron biked and pulled the girls for my last one, and that was really fun to do together. That's so sweet. Yeah. So that was four miles every four hours yeah. for 24 hours. Thank you, Nikki. Yes. I'm just, you know, clarifying because that's pretty cool. Yeah. And so, did you feel? Did you feel pretty tired in the middle of the night, like waking up to go do a, a run? It was, so I had put a, um, a poll on my Instagram asking if I should sleep between my 8 PM and my midnight run. Most people said yes. I slept for maybe 30 minutes and it was really hard. I wish I wouldn't have slept at all. Mm -hmm. I would have just stayed up. Um, but I got up and ran on my treadmill at midnight. And then I did sleep between my 12 and my 4 a.m. But 4 a.m. is normally when I get up to go running during the week. So that one wasn't as bad, even though I didn't get much sleep. Mm -hmm. So, But Aaron let me take a nap Saturday. He took the girls and took a nap. So that was nice. That probably felt good. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm not much of a nap person, but either. there are some days where it's yeah. like, it's necessary. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. Especially like mothering while just kind of being up most of the night, you know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> from your own decision. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. He, uh, we kind of had a, um, an emotional day on Friday. And so he was like at my 8 a.m. run, he's like, go clear your head, get out of here. And I'm like, okay. So, but he's always so supportive of what I'm doing and what I decide to do like this crazy yeah. thing. But mm-hmm. Yeah. Roll with his crazy wife. I know. It's a good thing he loves me. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, how are you doing this week? Doing pretty good. Um, so we, gosh, last week was rough. Um, and it was just a heavy week, I think, for everybody, uh, in our nation, like we've talked about. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. um, so I don't know. I, Chase and I were just feeling burnt out. Um, like we really needed a break and we had so many, uh, which was weird because of just coming from COVID and like things are starting to open up a little bit more. But so we had a lot of, uh, people and plans to like say yes to, but we just couldn't. And we were like, we looked at each other and we're like, let's get out of here. Let's go camping. Mm-hmm. And, and we just needed a break from our phones and from technology and the news and, and everything. And I, I mean, you know, I don't, I'm not saying, oh, just run away from your problems, but like there are times where it's like, you really need just a little bit of a cleanse. And a so, break. yeah, yeah. Cause it was, things just felt hard. And so we packed up spontaneously, which is probably never a really good idea for us because <laughs> like we got, um, maybe five minutes down the road. And, and I was like, did you pack the tent? <laughs> and Chase was like, nope. <laughs> so we had to turn around and grab that. And oh my gosh. Yeah, but we just, we drove, we got, we stopped for coffee. We stopped for some sandwiches and then we just, um, went to Mackenzie river, which is, um, you kind of from bend, we're in the desert here, but you go over a mountain pass and then you get over to the Mackenzie river, which is gorgeous. There's a Mackenzie river trail that we've actually done a race on. And, um, it's just, it's beautiful. It's, it's an enchanted forest basically. And we had a campsite that had a little, creek running through it that was very safe for the kids so we could just kind of all go down together and they just explored in their muck boots and it was awesome um exploring was definitely the theme of the weekend dash was just so uh in awe of all the little things and all the life that's over there because it's so green and so many things grow that you don't see in bend and ferns and all that stuff so that was really refreshing and we needed yeah. that and we were very glad we did it. Good. How far of a drive was that for you? Mm, it's like maybe an hour and a half. Oh, it's not bad. It, it's not that far. Got it. Um, okay. Yeah. Well, maybe two hours. No, I don't, I don't actually really know. Okay. But and then, yeah, like an hour and a half. Do you worry about ticks? Do you have a lot of ticks there? Um, you should worry about ticks. Do I? I'm not sure if I do worry about it enough. We definitely were checking the kids though, um, mm-hmm. and ourselves. And we definitely, I mean, we were only there a night. So we would check them, you know, while, cause they were romping through kind of the underbrush. Yeah. And, and, you know, making little tree houses and pretending that there were ghosts in the forest that they were, um, taking treasure from and all, like all this <laughs> random stuff, their imaginations were, and Bellin just follows Dash everywhere. Oh yeah. But, um, so I definitely was keeping an eye on them because they just were, they had gone rogue. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have I, a lot? You are? Yeah, we do. I never used to worry about it. And mm-hmm. now I, 
I listened to a podcast about tick diseases and it has scarred me. And so I am very afraid of them. Yes. Yes. I did take a class on those kinds of like diseases and things in college and Mm -hmm. it is very scary. Yeah. 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 So So. anyway. Yeah. But, um, I'm glad that you were able to get away. Yeah. What? We made it without any ticks. Oh, good. Good. And we did have some rest. Good. That's good. You need that cleanse sometimes. Mm -hmm. Especially when, I mean, literally we work online. So you're just on, you're on screens all the time and it's just feels, it gets to be way too much. So yeah. Yeah. Anyway, what is your favorite thing this week, Steph? So it's not really a thing, but kind of. Um, I really love listening to podcasts while I'm running. Um, some of my favorite, which is how Nikki and I got started, is Ultra Runner Podcast, URP. Um, I love listening to him. I love listening to Trail Runner Nation. I've mentioned Mom Brain before. That's with Hilaria Baldwin and Daphne Oz. Um, they have experts on the field. They come out every Wednesday. And so it's nice for if I'm doing like, I've been doing, I'm splitting my runs. So I run some in the morning and some at night. And that's nice to have it a longer run in the middle of the week. Um, but then I really also like, um, Unruffled with Janet Lansbury. And that is a respectful parenting, um, podcast. And she like answers questions. Do you listen to it? I have listened to a couple episodes and it was really good. She's so good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then another. I want to be unruffled. I know. How, how can I be unruffled? I know. I know. Uh, another one that I listened to that's about respectful parenting is the Fresh Start family. Hmm. Um, and they're based out of California. And so they push out podcasts all the time and they do like free online courses. Like right now they have a five day online course that talks about respectful parenting. And I really like that kind of content because I feel like it's very like relevant to obviously what I'm going through right now with, with the kids. So hmm. some podcasts for your ears to listen to on your long runs, in addition to run hard, mom hard. <laughs> of course. Right. No, that's a great resource actually. Um, yeah. cause I'm always looking for podcasts as well. Um, um I have one more. So Aaron and I, when we do uh, trips, if we drive and um, my family's ways away, so we do drive sometimes, but we really like myths and legends and it's about like folklore and from different parts of the world. It's really interesting. It's a little weird, but he, the way that he does storytelling is just, it's pretty funny. So Aaron and I enjoy listening to that one. (laughs) I'm pretty sure I've listened to one of those. Oh, it's I, I, yeah, I really liked it. Yeah. Um, but it might have, it might not have been that one exactly. I think it was on the Loch Ness Monster. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. little Nessie over there. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, that's great. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So one, I'm sorry, I'm going to talk more. Trail Runner okay. Nation just put out, this was on May 15th, and it was Michael McKnight on running 100 oh. miles without food. Yeah. Oh. Good episode. I'm, I think, I think maybe Chase recommended that one or, oh, did he? or an article or something, something yeah. about that. Yeah. And I want to like learn more about that because I think go listen to it. 
It's on Trail Runner Nation. What are you loving this week? Okay. Well, since you brought up podcasts, I'm also going to bring up some podcasts that I like to listen to. There's only a couple, really, but uh, besides Run Hard Mom Hard, of course. Obviously. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so I really like Unlocking Us by oh. Brené Brown. She's had some great episodes. There was one on grief and on finding meaning uh, with an expert in that field. Mm -hmm. There was one with Alicia Keys on oh. Alicia Keys's book, um, More Myself, and that was really good. And then I actually just listened to one this morning um, on how to be anti-racist. Oh, nice. So that was really interesting. Good conversations. Yeah. And then I really like... Simple Families. Those are kind of, there's some quick episodes. Um, it's kind of, I mean, they talk about different things, but it's a lot of kind of minimalism and simple living. And um, I, I listened to one on being environmentally conscious. Yeah. So that's just kind of good inspiration for me. Um, and then I love Work, Play, Love with Lauren Fleshman and Jesse Thomas. They live here in Bend and they own Picky Bars. Oh. And, yeah. And um, they both were professional athletes. Um, I think they both retired, but Lauren was a runner and like a great, great runner. And Jesse Thomas was a triathlete. So, mm -hmm. yeah, they're awesome. I mean, really inspiring people. So yeah. I had a Picky Bar in my pack. Ah, oh, they're so good. They are so good. good. It yeah. was a my favorite one. is uh, Chai and Catch Me. <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> they always have great names. Oh, yeah. They have oh, catchy yeah. names. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's where I'm at. Um, okay, so today, today we talk to my friend Beth Hoke. We have been good friends for a long time. She's from Portland originally, but... I actually, she was one of the first people I met in Missoula, Montana, when Chase and I moved out there, uh, oh, wow, eight years ago or something? Long time. Yeah, long time ago <laughs> is the bottom line on that. Um, so we've been close friends uh, since then. And along with our friends, Sammy and Brooke, we try and get together and do like girls trips uh, as regularly as we can, which, you know, varies based on family schedules because we're all moms now and everything, which is a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. But uh funny story. She, well, okay. So she ended up marrying one of Chase's old friends from high school. They ran together back oh. way back in the day. Yeah. And so that was really funny because Chase and John reconnected like maybe three weeks before our wedding. Like they ran into each other and got to talking or something like that. And so he invited John to our wedding and Beth came, drove down from Missoula to our wedding. And, uh, that's where they met. And I just, it's so mm. awesome. Yeah. yeah. So that's been fun to watch them uh, become parents and everything. And then also I have to note that Beth and I ran our first ultras, uh, together. It was Orcas Island 50K, and we trained together. We did some long runs together, and we did that race together, and it was it was so fun. I mean, that was kind of – I mean, I'm pretty sure that was Beth's first ultra. But, but that was I a good experience. 
yeah, such a good experience. And so Beth is just, um, one of those great people that she's very encouraging. She, um, she makes you feel listened to and valued. And she talks to us in this podcast a lot about, um, her job, uh, in the fitness industry. She's a personal trainer, uh, massage therapist. She's certified in a lot of different areas, working with a lot of different populations of people. So it's pretty cool to hear about. And she shares about, uh, healthy eating and, um, just how she kind of got through um, a pretty tough time this year. Well, you can hear about that in the episode. She's very strong and now she's training again for ultras. And so we just talk about all the things. Yeah. Give it a listen. Hi, Beth. Hi. How are you doing today? Good. (laughs) Um, Do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, and what you do? Sure. So my name's Beth, and I'm actually friends with Nikki, and we've been together friends since college. And um, so I'm, first of all, very thankful to be on the podcast. I listen to your guys' podcasts every single week on my long runs. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> so all that you're doing is actually been a huge thing to look forward to. A little bit about me. I'm a mom. I have a 15-month-old son and um, just one kid for now. We hope to have more in the future. And then I'm married, and I actually um, started up my own business three years ago um, doing personal training. And um, I primarily work with women over 50 and, um, but I've gotten certified actually recently in perinatal fitness. And, um, I mean, my history of like teaching cycling and aqua aerobics, I mean, I've kind of done it all as far as the gym, uh, fitness classes go. And so, yeah, um, now it's definitely scaled back as a mom, but, um, still even through COVID shutdown, still doing (laughs) online um, virtual training. So that's where I'm at. And then I run on the side. So (laughs) yes, Beth has always been one of those people. You, you've always been doing it all. And I'm, I've always been amazed and inspired by how you're fitting in everything. I mean, because you're always running from here and there and this gym and these clients and um, hiking with these clients and then fitting in your running. And I'm like, she's always moving. How does she do this? It's <laughs> uh, firing. <laughs> how, how did you start? Well, you want to tell us what your business name is and then how you got started in that? Yeah. So it's um, whole movement. And um, I, like I said, I've been in the gym atmosphere for so long since I was 16 years old. So I don't know, almost 20 years in the making. And I got, I don't know, inspired to go to massage therapy school and right after high school and just fascinated with muscles and the body and how it moves. And then got to college and, you know, went through a health program there, got my bachelor's and just continuously like in the whole body, I guess, body movements and massage and muscles that I just decided, you know what, I think I want to pursue one-on-one fitness coaching and help women with 
mostly weight management because that was something that I struggled with in my growing up and my family, you know, has struggled with that um, all around that it was like, I want to like help others and help myself to not, you know, struggle as much and to have a way out. So, yeah. So as Nikki said, I've kind of like, I mean, I would bounce around at four different gyms in Montana when I first started just so that I had like a few clients here, a few clients here, um, just because it's hard to fill a schedule doing one-on-one coaching. So you kind of have to spread out and, and make a living that way. But um, then I moved to Portland after being in Montana and met my husband and worked at a gym and it was primarily working with older individuals that, that I just like fell in love with that demographic and felt that there is just a huge need for the older population. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, I've just since then, I've kind of tucked them under my wing and thought I can do this on my own, I think, and have more flexibility as I go into motherhood. And it's been just a great transition for me. So, yeah. That is so great, Beth. I love that. And so what what does a day look like now for you with work? Um, and, and how have you, I guess, what does it normally look like and what does it look like now with COVID? (laughs) Yeah, I know. Seriously, that's kind of changed things. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I think since having JJ, I took a six month maternity leave and, um, JJ is my son. I enjoyed that time of just soaking up all that mom time. And, um, and then I took on after he was six months. Yeah. I took on, um, 10 hours a week. So I would work with a few clients. A lot of times I would also take him with me and I would work with clients in their homes. Yeah. I would take him and put him in the front pack ergo and, um, we would go walking with clients. And so he would kind of just tag along as my personal assistant. Um, (laughs) so I kind of do the, you know, mom thing while being on the job. But then there were also some days where I would go to the gym, leave him with, um, my friend who'd watch him. And I would spend, you know, three or four hours at the gym working with clients one-on-one. And so, yeah, I mean, like I said, it was only like 10 hours a week then. Um, Then with COVID shut down, you know, the gym has been closed. I kind of a couple weeks after the shutdown started, I thought, oh, I can actually tap into this online virtual training thing. And so I've taken back on all my clients that I was working with before the virus hit, even a couple more actually since then. And a lot of clients are like, you know, I really like this convenience of just working out at home. And we do Zoom calls or FaceTime calls through the computer. And so, um, yeah, I'm kind of doing still, you know, just 10 hours a week, which has been kind of, you know, creatively putting those those hours in with JJ during his naps, I'm doing my virtual coaching so I can have less distraction for most of that time. So that's so smart. Yeah. So smart. Oh, how long do you normally train with one person? Like in a Uh, day? Yeah, I would work with, usually I work with one client for about 50 minute sessions. Some are shorter depending on, I know sometimes there's technical difficulties as you guys have probably experienced with this even podcasting. Like there takes a lot of like coordination and, and just internet connection. And so sometimes there's like five, 10 minutes of just even finagling that. Um, Mm -hmm. but usually there's about 50 minutes of warming up and working out, doing strength building, balance work. And then even on the back end, cooling down a little bit and stretching and just. 
and just checking in on, you know, like, how are you doing? And there's a lot of that too. That's important to my clients. So, so yeah. And then I, I do about two or three clients a day and I try to stick with Monday through Friday work day so I can have the weekends off with John (laughs) husband. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, um, so I'm wondering Beth, and this is kind of a broad question, but, um, you were talking about how a lot of your clients, you work with them on kind of like weight management. And so what, what does that look like? How do you, I mean, I know, you know, you do fitness and, and that exercise is so important, but are there other things that you work with, with them or like talk through them, like, uh, body positive, um, you know, just what, can you dive into that a little bit? Yeah. I think we yeah. all need some of that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I won't name anyone by name, but you know, I do have some clients who struggle with, um, just depression, you know, and, um, I have a client in particular who lives alone and is battling cancer. And, um, so, you know, just that companionship is huge. So I think there's pieces like that where I feel like there's more than just that fitness coach aspect Mm -hmm. where you're actually being there as a friend. Um, and so we just talk, um, a lot more than actually (laughs) we talk while we work out, I guess you could say. So there's that element to it. Let me think, you know, a lot of every client's different. So I've got some that are, you know, I'm really working on just building strength or rehabbing a shoulder injury of just living in my body this way. And so we work on kind of like a physical therapy based approach built in with intervals if they're needing, you know, that, that little cardio burst in there to kind of help work through fat loss. Um, so we, we kind of take different components and create circuits out of them. Some of it's memory based stuff too, where I'll say, okay, we're going to do three exercises and Let's just say you're going to do 10 squats, then 10 lunges, and then a 30 second plank. And we go through it, a, you know, one round and then I'm like, okay, let's do it again. Do you remember what we started with? And there'll be this like, oh shoot, she's, she's making me remember what I started with, you know? And so there's mm-hmm. this piece too. And then I have clients work on balance. A lot of them, um, one of their priorities is I want to build better balance, you know, and just, feel better walking across the grass where it's uneven ground. And so we practice a lot of, you know, not just single leg balance, but like staggering your feet and doing, you know, a staggered stance deadlift. Um, and so, yeah, I feel like my clients have seen huge strength gains and, and just kind of talking through, I don't do a whole lot of nutrition cause I'm not a nutritionist, but you know, I check in and I'm saying like, how's, how's water drinking today or, or, how are you doing with how sleep going? And so we do a lot of just overall health. And that's kind of a lot of where my, you know, um, business name came from was I don't want to just be all about fitness. I want to be collectively like integrating exercise and the body and having a holistic approach. Mm-hmm. And that's the name whole movement. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's perfect because we we there's so many moving parts to being healthy and living a healthy life and yeah and so what have you taken from that from learning how to coach your clients what have you taken into your own life on health and balance and wellness and uh body positivity and all this stuff 
Well, I'm still a work in progress, I think, as <laughs> journey, right? Um, so, yeah, I think I think as I've gotten older, I've found passion and love for running. And we go through phases where it's like, I love lifting weights. And I'll be honest, even though I do fitness coaching, that has not been going well through the last few months. Has <laughs> been battling cancer. And so, like, just you know, there's not as much time as a mother that you can't do it all. So yeah, I think I'm still figuring out having that balance, but I do find that, you know, strength training is huge. Running is huge. If I don't exercise mentally, I just don't feel as good. I've heard you guys even say this in your podcast, like you come back from a run and you just feel so much better Mm -hmm. towards towards your kids. And I feel that same way. If like that's a huge like antidepressant for me is exercise. So yeah, I think that's been just a huge part to incorporate that in a daily, even if it's 10 minutes, like it makes a world of a difference um, for me as a mom and a wife to just get that exercise in. So yeah, I, I definitely get running in most days of the week, whether it be two miles or 15. And then, um, I'm definitely a routine person. So like JJ, my son, he, you know, wakes up, he's got his set routine. We do breakfast at seven. We go for a run in the stroller and then come back and Nikki, you come over and watch JJ. I have like this written out schedule of like, we do snack time here, nap time here. And he's a very regimented kid and it works for our family. So, um, I think for me, I just have to carve out the time for exercise earlier in the day. And then the strength training right now is kind of like whenever I can get it in. So, and then I'm, I love sleep. So I like to go to bed on the early side. So all those components I think are what helps me to feel healthy, you know, just getting in great home cooked meals. I'm a big planner. So I love to like meal plan ahead, cook, chop, prepare during nap times in the afternoon. So that way, when 455 rolls around and JJ's saying, I want to eat, we can get that on the table and start eating by five. <laughs> so, yeah, that's kind of my things, I guess, to keep balance for me and, and have just helped me to feel healthy, you know, as a person. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I have two points. One is that you sound like me. My, felt like my mother-in-law had to laugh a little bit when we had our second daughter. I had like a huge, laminated list of like Joanna's routine. <laughs> and she's like, this is very detailed. And I'm like, I know. <laughs> but so I I do that. Um but the other point is I wish I was more like you in being prepared for meals because I feel like I'm always haphazardly like throwing something together or like running around trying to find something to eat or I need to go grocery shopping. And can you tell us a little bit more how you do some of that planning? Yeah. And I do feel like with the COVID-19, you know, um, virus that's hit, like it's changed a lot for our family. Like mm-hmm. I will say I used to go grocery shopping, like almost on a daily basis, even with the baby, it's kind of like an outing that I looked forward to doing. And, but I'd show up and I didn't really have as much of a list, you know, or I'd just be grabbing those things for that day. And part of it, I just enjoy grocery shopping. Whereas now in the last few months, it's like John and I sit down, we talk through like, what are five, six days 
of meals and let's create this like big list of groceries so that I just go once a week. And I've started to fall in love with that where it's like, okay, this is actually great because now I know what I'm making in the next three days or whatever the next week where I can like even prep my vegetables ahead of time for the soup that I'm making tomorrow night. And that way my soup, it's like really easy to throw it in a pot and it's ready to go. So definitely love the idea of like list making and throughout the week, we'll kind of notepad like, oh, we're getting low on olive oil. I'll throw it on my grocery list. So that's been helpful. And then um, I try to also incorporate meals where JJ, you know, he's 15 months and he's eating adult food, really anything mm-hmm. we're eating, he's eating. And that's something where it's like, I'm not making multiple meals. I'm just making things that are good for him and, um, and things that we also like. So, you know, we've, we make jambalaya and soups and curries and all kinds of stuff. And the kid loves it, um, which is, I'm so thankful for. So I try to think of meals too that work for him and then just food prepping a lot of times during naps. I just, even if it's cutting up apples and taking the skin off right now or, you know, cutting grapes into half and fourths, um, that stuff is time consuming. But when it comes to mealtime and he's hungry, like I can just pop open the Tupperware and it's like, it's all ready to go. So yeah, um, yeah. even like a kiwi, like you got to take the skin off. You gotta, there's things where it's like, it just takes time. But yeah, I try to just prep meals and make lists, I think, as a way of feeling like I'm on top of it. So do you do that? Like, um, do you like prep every couple days or do you try and prep for that whole week? Or how do you how do you do that? Yeah, that's kind of random. I think it's. I definitely think of it, we kind of talk through our, our week, you know, what do we got going on? If there's any work meetings that John has to do late or I have a work thing um, that we can kind of coordinate, you know, who's in charge of dinner or that. Yeah, it's kind of random. I think if I have like an apple that I'm cutting into, I'm like, I might as well just do, you know, a couple snacks mm-hmm. or of chopping up, you know, matchsticks of apple and pear, you know, so it kind of just tackle it and keep a cutting board just out all the time. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, it always seems so intimidating when people are like Sunday, I take five hours to prep everything for the week. I'm like, I don't have five hours on a Sunday to prep everything for the week. Yeah. Like JJ goes to bed at seven too. So sometimes it'd be like, okay, John, you pick up a little bit. I'm going to spend like 30 minutes doing some stuff in the kitchen or prepping or even like making muffins. JJ loves these butternut squash banana muffins. And they're just, they remind me of like little hockey pucks because they don't rise much, but they are so good. And it's like you throw it all in the blender and you throw it in the oven for 20 minutes. And it's like pop them in the freezer when you're done. And you've got like healthy snacks, you know, that can last a while. So doing things like that in the evenings too, after he goes down is kind of my free time to do that too. Mm-hmm. Have you always been a conscientious eater, Beth? I mean, I've always known you to be very healthy eater, clean, um, and just very thoughtful about food. Have you always been like that, or where did that come yeah. from? Yeah, I feel like it kind of started in high school. So, I mean, as you know, going through high school sports, you start to realize, like, oh, like you know, eating pizza every Friday night and, you know, not having, I think just you start to realize and become more conscious of what you're putting into your body. And so I started seeing a nutritionist actually in high school 
just because I was struggling with not loving my body and having all that teenage year, you know, yuckiness is what I think of it as you're going through just hormone changes and stuff. And so I saw someone professionally in high school and she just gave me just great tools. And I think it was kind of that turning point for me of like, I do want to be more conscious of what I'm putting in my body. And, and then I, that just kind of set the trajectory for me, you know, going into the fitness field and wanting to help others to just be mindful of what they're putting in their bodies. So I definitely eat my fair share of (laughs) treats, but, but yeah, I do think that's where it started. And, and I just feel better when you eat better. So. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Food. You have a lot of power. Um, your body, yeah, does directly, it, it is directly affected by what you put into it. Yeah. 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 Um, do you, how does, um, how does your meal prep play into your running? Do you, does that, do you, um, do specific things for like before your runs or after your runs? I used to think more about that <laughs> as a mom. I, <laughs> I'm just laughing cause I haven't put much thought to that, I guess in the last year plus. Um, Funny how that happens. <laughs> being a mom, I've had a lot more freedom for myself in having just, I guess, more freedom in what I eat that, you know, whereas before I was more strict about like, I need to make sure I'm like eating plenty of carbs before my, you know, long run the next day or my race. Whereas now it's like, you know what? I got food on the table the night before. I'm super happy that that worked out. (laughs) I got a decent time. And a lot of times it's like scarfing down oatmeal and like throwing my shoes on and like kind of scooching out the door so that the baby doesn't see me, you know, right before a long run. And it's, Mm -hmm. I don't even, yeah. I mean, I don't think about the amount. I don't think. I think it's something just now as a mom, it's just like, you know, I'm thankful I got some food in me before I got out the door running. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think that's just my honest answer of like, Oh, I don't even think about it anymore. Um, yeah. I think I just try to focus on just getting a balance of protein, fat, carbs, and, and more wholesome food. Um, we definitely cook a lot more and, and do a lot of food prep. So we don't have a whole lot of processed foods in our house. So in that way, I'm kind of like, you know what? JJ eats whatever we eat and we're not eating a whole lot of chips and crackers and things. So to me, that's like good fuel for any exercise anyways. So yeah. 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 Well, you're that's doing great even with a little one. <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, seriously. And, um, but I so, do know, that, like, even after you run, like, it's like, you know, it could be a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. It could be a smoothie. It's, I think you definitely want to fuel before, even during and after. Um, but I'm not, I'm not a good expert at that right now. So well, you are, like Steph said, you're doing so good. Mm-hmm. And um, so Having a a baby, having a a little person that you're caring for all the time is hard enough as it is. Mm-hmm. But um, you guys have been through a really hard year so far, and um, can you can you tell us a little bit about what 
what you guys have gone through in, in 2020. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I mentioned earlier that, um, John has been going through cancer, testicular cancer. It came on really suddenly last fall. And so six months ago and, um, yeah, it was sudden. Um, he had a mass removed, um, tumor removed and we kind of went into like Thanksgiving, Christmas thinking like, okay, we could be in the clear. And our doctors kind of said, just wait it out. You know, we're going to do your blood work in a little while. I doubt you'll have to do chemotherapy. So we really felt kind of at peace and just like, okay, we could be through the thick of this. And, um, got through Christmas into New Year's and we had his blood work test results and it was off the charts. Um, not good. So traces of cancer were still, you know, circulating in his body. So he was, you know, told we have to put you right through chemo, um, intense chemo for three months. And so we started that mid February. It was tough. I think just, you know, um, John, was not able to be the dad that he wanted to be. And so I kind of had to step in and be a single mom. And I will say like kudos to those moms out there who do it by themselves because it's so much work mentally, physically. So yeah, I think, you know, we started that mid February, John, you know, lost all of his hair. He was super weak. He couldn't, he couldn't drive. I, you know, continue to try and work until COVID-19 started. And then I, you know, we couldn't take JJ to daycare. We couldn't do a lot of things. And so just getting through that was really difficult. So COVID-19 hit and that made it even harder. John couldn't have visitors even at his doctor's appointment. So I couldn't even be there to kind of listen in. And yeah, John would have a regimen where it would be like one week straight of treatment five or six hours a day. And then he'd have two weeks of a break from everything and let his body recover. So then he would get hit again with chemo a week straight. And he did that cycle four times. So we would have this yo-yoing and he, you know, ran ultras for a long time too. So he said, it's kind of like that unknown in an ultra marathon, you go through peaks and valleys in a mm-hmm. ultra race, you know, like, and so um just kind of both of us having that, to think on what I think was helpful um, to get through that. And thankfully, you know, we are on the other side. We actually found out um, mid-May that he is, um, I wouldn't say free of cancer, but there is no more cancer in his body at this time. And so he's going to be monitored for the next, you know, nine years, I guess, until he's labeled cancer-free. But we are just praising God for being on the other side and that the chemo worked for his and so yeah and thankfully John's driving again he's running uh, about two miles a day now so we're slowly building back up and and finding that passion again for him and and he can be the parent that you know that I've been missing and mm-hmm. um, and just even yeah just having him as my spouse back you know it it was a tough a tough six months. Um, is John back to normal um, immunity or um, is that yeah, the right word? Okay. He actually went to the grocery store. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, last Friday. And I think that's been a huge thing too is like his immunity's back. So it's like if he wanted to go grab a coffee at Starbucks, 
he can do that. You know, it's like the simple things. So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. You don't miss until, or you don't know until you right. don't yeah. can't do them. Yeah. He yeah. Actually um, where are John and JJ? Um, oh, what? JJ's sleeping and John's okay. working in the dining room. I'm okay. stealing the office. Which <laughs> yeah. <is the> room. <laughs> cool. Um, but yeah, John gets his port removed Thursday this week. So, which feels good, okay. but like one last surgery. So, he had to do a COVID 19 test yesterday mm-hmm. to make sure that he's not sick but yeah wow. wow and that's surgery to remove that yeah yeah so there's mm-hmm. it goes up into your jugular vein that's how they put chemo into your body is through the is port. it is it in his chest like coming out of his chest yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. it's kind of uncomfortable like jj will sometimes you know oh. not yeah. intentionally but just like whack it and, and it's like of oh, course yeah, yeah. So, oh. So that'll be nice. It's like one last thing to do. And, yeah. and then we're hopefully in the clear. So yeah, his spirits yeah. are better these days. Yeah. Or he feels good. Running has helped a ton with that too. Like he's mm-hmm. obviously like winded, but like his red blood cells are back coming back. And um, mm-hmm. so, yeah, I think that's empowering to get your mileage in. So yeah. 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 I just remember in the thick of it, it was so bad. And then, and now I look back and I'm like, oh, it wasn't that bad, but it really was like yeah. in the heart of yeah. it, especially when COVID hit, it was like, the first week was fine. And Nikki, you were such a light to come out and help. And I felt like we were just like, it's not that bad. And then mm-hmm. it just kind of starts to snowball, you know, we kept yeah. her. So bad. Yeah. Did, he, did he have to do any radiation? No. Oh, that's good. Yeah. yeah. That's really good. Yeah. But chemo's not mm-hmm. fun. Yeah. I know. Yeah. So yeah, and through all that, I am thankful to have running as as just a coping mechanism for myself to just get out and and go for runs. Um, even with JJ in the stroller, or periodically, I'd be like, okay, John's napping, JJ's napping, I'm gonna go or or leave super early in the morning. I would figure out ways to like still go run. Um, yeah, because I needed that for myself through that. Yeah. I know. And it's hard because you, you see that what they're doing is really hard physically, but it's really hard mentally for you. Um, my stepmom just uh, was going through chemo for six months last year um, and oh, a year and a half ago, she had breast cancer and it was really hard on my dad watching her go through all of this and uh, I just I couldn't imagine having a little kid on top of that that you're having to take care of and kudos to you for trying to figure out how to you know get your runs in so that you're mentally prepared for you know things that are going to happen throughout chemo it's it's tough yeah 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 and it's hard when you see you know your spouse is you know your I guess stereotypically as women we're we're the emotional ones you know the roller coaster sometimes and and our men are typically more even keeled and he was going through so many changes hormonally as well and feeling weak and unable to be there for us as a family and so you could just tell he felt very broken too and it was hard to see him in that weak state when it's like i'm a mess and you're not, you know, your typical self. And so we're just, it felt very chaotic and just very, I don't know, depressing. And um, I can say that we are, thank goodness, on the other side and just 
pretty much back to normal um, already. So his hair's still sprouting, so he doesn't look <laughs> normal to himself, but um, yeah. everything's been going great. So very good for that. Oh. Yeah. Oh, it's just so, I, I just, I mean, so many low points, I bet. And I'm, I'm sure there were some good times too, but it's like, you guys lost all your support. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Beth, you had a schedule of people coming to help with JJ and, mm-hmm. um, bring food and, and then that just got shut down with, uh, with COVID on yeah. top of that. And, um, yeah. I can imagine that maybe it felt, just lonely like you just had a lot of burden you know I mean and of course you're happy to be taking care of your family but that's a lot yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. oh man and so John is feeling better and he's running he's getting back to running yeah Um, and he's he's like he's feeling stronger these days yeah yeah Yeah. definitely feeling stronger and I think I think he'd like to get back into ultras and he'd like to do Boston um, as kind of a victory lap. Um, oh. So I think this year has been canceled for the fall, but maybe next it, year. It was canceled? I believe Boston so. was, yeah. I think it was rescheduled yeah. okay. September and then it got rescheduled. So, well, I think Shoot. pushed out for next spring. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That'd be nice if he could set a goal and Absolutely. towards that. Cause we all know that we like having goals to work towards. <laughs> oh man. Oh. You're so strong, Beth. And it's so inspiring. Just, yeah. That like Steph was saying that you were able to still try and take care of yourself at that time and train. Um, you were training for a 50 K right. Or you are. Yeah. So at this point, it's still scheduled. Um, well, let me back up. Stumptown 50K was my 50K was going to be my first like post baby ultra. Um, I used to do ultras every year as kind of a goal. Um, and so I thought, you know, I feel like I can do an ultra again. So I, I signed up for the Stumptown 50K. I think you did that one, Nikki. And and I'm excited because it's right in my backyard, Forest Park in Portland. And so, and then that got, you know, rescheduled because it was Memorial Day and now it's Labor Day uh, weekend. So it's September 7th, I believe. But at this rate, who knows if it's going to happen. So mm-hmm. my plan is to train for it, but also have a backup plan. Um, Wildwood Trail through Forest Park is end to end about 30 miles. So it's just going to be my, I think, solo 50K that I will do for myself. My husband did it um, the last two summers, so he can kind of help me with the mapping and figuring out an aid station for myself to stash something um, in a, under a bush and, <laughs> and then drop me off and pick me up. And so that's my plan. And I can maybe say it's either this weekend or that weekend, whichever one's better weather or something, you know, yeah. like, picky and choosy if it's my own thing. So I'm definitely goal oriented. I guess as a trainer, most of them are. So, you know, for me to have a goal to train for, I wrote up my training plan, sticking to it. It just helps me to stay on track. So, so that's Mm -hmm. my goal for this year. And it's been going really well. So um, it makes me realize how heavy the baby and stroller are when I (laughs) get to go without it. Um, I heard you guys talk about your double stroller runs and 
Kudos to you, moms. It's very slow. <laughs> I know. I know. It's oh, it's not easy, but it's good to yeah, still get out. And yeah, you do feel light when you don't have it. But right. so you said John ran ultras, obviously before everything happened. How did you guys work on your schedules, or how did you make your schedules work? Because yeah. you were both running training. John would always kind of have. Saturday mornings with a running buddy and I would kind of just choose, you know, later in the day, Saturday or go Sunday sometime. Um, I really just wasn't picky, especially after having JJ, I breastfed. And so it was kind of like, you have to coordinate with mm-hmm. breastfeeding times and nap times and stuff like that too. So it was actually pretty easy. Um, during the week, John always goes running with buddies at work. So it'd be lunch break, um, he was kind of clockwork most days of the week. And then um, I would just do a lot of runs either at night um, once JJ went to bed or just take him with me. A lot of times mm-hmm. it's taking the stroller. So during the week. Um, but yeah, for my long runs, it's been nice. Even with John done with chemo, he's like, get out of here, go do your two hour run. And so that's been very nice. So yeah. thankful to have him take over. We call it daddy daycare. So <laughs> yeah. So yeah. have the energy back to do yeah. that. Yeah. 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 Oh, man. That's nice. yeah. And, and then how did running go coming back from having JJ? Yeah, I was so anxious to get back to running, but I wanted to follow the protocol. So I waited <laughs> six months, uh, six months, six weeks after um, delivery and it was like to the day um, I went out for a five minute jog. And it's so funny because, as you all know, it's like that first run. Things are jostling around. Everything feels <laughs> loose. And, yeah, um, just feels like your inside parts just aren't knit, you know, um, mm-hmm. back. So definitely felt kind of, you know like your boobs just feel big and heavy and everything just doesn't feel coordinated. So, but I just knew like, I just need to put one foot in front of the other. And so I did that. And then it was like a month later, I think it was mother's day. And I was, I told John, I was like, I want to go for a three mile jog. And so it was a, kind of a slow progression from five minutes to 30 minutes to, and then I just kind of stuck with like a nice third, three miles for a long time and just focused on just walking a bunch and just feeling better about myself. And then I think it was probably when JJ was, I don't know, maybe seven or eight months, I started to build in my mileage and kind of made that plan of, I want to do a 50K. So, yeah. And then I wanted to do the Shamrock Half Marathon, actually, this last spring, too, and trained with my neighbor for it. And and that got canceled last minute. It was like March 15th. And I think Oregon shut down, I think the 13th or something like that. So, but we set out and we did a 13 mile, we started our watches, you know, right at the corner of our house and we planned out our own route and did our own thing. But yeah, so I think it just started from baby came out. We just started walking from two days later, just like, let's, let's move, keep it slow. And we just slowly progressed to to where I'm at now training for a 50k. So, mm-hmm. so good. Did it, you, were you doing strength during the, those, um, fresh postpartum days? <laughs> yes. And so I recently got certified in, uh, postpartum 
um, fitness. And so I pulled out my books and I mean, a lot of it's very basic kind of physical therapy based, um, you know, don't underestimate the power of a clamshell and a hip bridge and plank on your knees, like stretches of your hips and things like that, that, you know, as a new mom, our upper back, our middle back, low back, all that just needs some TLC. So um, a lot of the strength building was very basic, you know, bird dogs on your hands and knees and things like that, where you're like, this is easy. But then you try it postpartum and you're like, wow, I am spent or this was, you know, making me quiver and shake. So yeah, I started, started with strength building and it was easy because in the beginning, you know, the baby naps quite a bit. So mm-hmm. you try to just a lot 15 minutes for just getting on the floor and, and doing that. So, and then the gym was open for a long time. So I would go in and do my spin classes and things like that. So I definitely enjoy the gym atmosphere for my strength and group fitness, um, for myself personally. So Mm -hmm. yeah, Mm -hmm. I've missed that. Yeah. I'm, I've mentioned, I think on the last podcast that I'm reading the joy of movement and they're talking all about group fitness and creating bonds and that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. I haven't done a whole lot, but I live in the country, so there's not a, a ton around me. I'd have to drive pretty far to get to a class. Have you guys gotten into the virtual fitness at all? Like there's Peloton classes and all kinds of online options. Have you guys dabbled with that at all or YouTube even? Joanna did a dance class. It was <laughs> a free little dance. I mean, she's like two and a half, so she kind of did it, but. It's just something to do during the day, but I haven't yet. Yeah. No, I I did do the the Peloton. There was like a three month free trial thing, and you didn't even have to put in your credit card. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if I remember that correct, or I need to go cancel it. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I there I so I have I'll do like YouTube sometimes, like maybe a little uh, 15 minute Pilates. Um, class that kind of helps. Um, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not very good about, about it, but I'm trying to get better just about incorporating things. And so I think from a little, a couple classes here and there, I've incorporated some of my favorite of those strength exercises and then just try and do my own little routine for 10 minutes when I can. Um, and then I've done some like virtual races, which just aren't the same as, the real the real thing yeah. but it is better it's better than, than nothing nothing yeah yes. Steph, you just did you just did a Steph just did a four by four by 24 yeah how would that go it was fun it was um interesting to figure out like how much to eat between each one and then like not getting any sleep because <laughs> I didn't I only slept maybe 30 minutes before my midnight run and then I fell asleep afterwards, but I was like sweaty, like in bed. Mm. <laughs> like, we just need to change the sheets the next morning. <laughs> but then I did it at 4 a.m. and then 8 a.m. again. So it was, it was, it was fun. But it, I could see myself doing four by four by 48. I don't remember his name. It's like a, his, it starts with a G. It's like a fitness trainer or, but he started this four by four by 48. And so I just did, half of his thing, but it was fun. It was good. Yeah. 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 Cool. Yeah. Um, so, so since 
Beth, you and I met in Montana. Mm-hmm. I'm curious how running has changed for you going from Montana to then now busy Portland metro, you know, what and and I also I've always seen you as a pretty pretty fearless person. <laughs> You're you just um and I love it. I love it about you because you just kind of you don't worry about things so much. Um just about, I mean, I don't know. I just, you'll just go run, you, you know, maybe even like on the pass, like in between like Missoula and Bozeman, I remember you would just like hop off and just go do a little run in the mountains in bear country. And, you know, I don't know. And then I, what is that like coming to Portland? Yeah, I do feel like I was more fearless in Montana. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely discovered the great outdoors and that was something that was just a huge piece of my heart is still in Montana. Like it will always be, I just love the great outdoors and um, there's tons of trails. I mean, you can just do a different trail every single day. And um, yeah, I definitely remember doing some road trips and being like, Oh yeah, there's this really cool peak right between, I don't know. I think it was around Butte, Montana or something like that. And I just like, Got out of my car, found the trailhead, and just ran by myself. And I don't do that anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, it's probably hard. Yeah. I also remember just racing, like, at least once a month, you know, throughout the summer months. I would have 5K, 10Ks, half marathons all year long. I think that was part of being single and also just being kind of in those youthful years where you have the time, um, to just do all that. So, um, nowadays I feel like even just being in Portland, it takes time to get to a trail. It takes time to coordinate with, you know, if you have a boyfriend or a spouse, it's like, Oh yeah, you kind of need to check in and make sure that, you know, is this okay that I go off for like a couple hours because they're part of your life. So I think that element is there. Um, thankfully he runs. So he understands if I do want to just go for a run, but then you add a kid to the top of that. And it's like, gosh, you just don't have the time for for that for yourself. So yeah, I would love to get back into more of that just free time, but I think I've got probably 15 years before that comes back. (laughs) But I think we are thankfully not too far from the trails, but so it's pretty easy access, but it's still, it takes some coordinating. Whereas before you just like go out your front door and you Mm -hmm. could run straight to a trailhead in Montana. So Mm -hmm. I feel, yeah. Do you feel safe in Portland running? Um, probably not as, Okay, there's a few different elements. In Montana, you've got wildlife, mm-hmm. whereas Nikki, I heard you ran into a bobcat or something like that. In True. Yes. Okay. There is wildlife in Oregon, too. But I think the city draws out the wildlife but brings in some of maybe um, underhoused populations that might be, you know, potentially living out in the forest. So I think that can be kind of scary. Um, we keep talking about, like, it'd be good to run with, you know, mace or something like that. Mm-hmm. We haven't yet, but that's a great idea. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's scary. I think I'm more afraid of people than I am of animals, but I also don't have a ton of 
like wildlife mm. down here. Mm-hmm. We have some, but not like what you have in Montana or Oregon. I will say I've never been, I guess, held back from just going out running due to that. But I just know that that is an issue that people have mentioned before. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, even I live on a pretty busy pedestrian friendly um, bluff. So it's easy to venture out. You've got street lights, lampposts, you know, so you could even run at night and it's, it's not scary. And a lot of times I would actually do that because JJ's schedule would be like, okay, it's 4am. I'm going to go out and go running before he wakes up at six and, or, okay, he's going down at 7pm. I'm going to go out and do a couple miles after Mm -hmm. he don't even put on the vest. And so that would, I think as a mom, you just have to fit it in when you can. And you just, I just feel more at peace when he's sleeping and I can go carefree and not have to stress about it. So, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's nice. Well, Beth, I mean, we do want to uh, honor your time. And so I want to talk to you forever, but um, maybe we should jump to the last two questions. Huh, Steph? I think so. It's been great talking to you. I've really yeah. enjoyed getting to know you. <laughs> I know you're so inspiring with everything that you do. I just love it. And you're just such what I love about you, Beth, is you're such an encourager. And I just, I, I'm so happy that your clients have you because you just are such an uplifter and you make everybody feel loved and like they can do it. So thank you for doing that in your life. (laughs) I do enjoy it. I something, I do have a job that I love doing. So that's, that's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good. Good. That helps fill your cup up too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But so the first question is, what is the favorite race you've ever ran? That was a weird way to put that. <laughs> what? What's that? An ultra or any organized race? Really anything. Okay. Okay. I'm going to go with, um, I hope this happens again in the future, but it's a very, um, what do I want to say? It's called the Freedom 5K, and it's from my hometown. And basically, my hometown just, like, goes crazy for Independence Day. So they have a parade that goes through the entire city, and the race kicks off the parade. So the whole time you're running, you've got people, like, on all sides of the street just cheering and waiting for the parade. But, they're, I mean, you just feel like you've got all these fans the whole time you're running. So, um Anyways, that happens on the 4th of July and it's just a 5k. So it's not super long, but man, it's like, I feel so good having all these people cheerlead. <laughs> so I've done that one a couple times. And then it's also the first, um, 5k that my nephew did with us. Um, mm-hmm. I think he was like five or six years old and ran 3.1 miles. And it was just so cool to experience that with my nephew. So, mm-hmm. nice. so, so yeah. cool. Well, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Beth is good about getting people into running. Amazing. <laughs> um, so, well, real quick, do you, um, have any like dream races, uh, besides Stumptown this, this year, do you have any like big goals for your running? 
Let's see. I would love to do Boston just because of everyone talks about it. And so, and you have to qualify. So there's that goal that you have to achieve to at least qualify to get there too. Um, my husband's talked about doing all the like world major marathons. Um, hmm. But then I tried Salzburg Marathon, and I just don't feel like overseas is good for me with long distance. So me and destination long distance isn't the best. I feel like jet lag, the food's different, all that doesn't work. So I don't know. I think just the Northwest is a great place to stay, you know, kind of close to home, and there's great stuff around here. I don't think so. I think just getting out there and just seeing, you know, nature and being close by that I can sleep in my own bed is probably preferred. So Mm -hmm. let's keep listening to the podcast that you guys put on so I can like get inspired to find my next race. (laughs) (laughs) We're all looking for that next race. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And so Beth, um, what is your favorite healthy go-to meal to make or eat with your family? Okay. I have two. I'll start with the first one. Um, It's a college favorite meal, and now JJ loves them. We actually had them this morning for breakfast. It's a banana pancake, and you basically just take up a mashed banana, take an egg, throw in some cinnamon, vanilla extract or whatever, whip it up, and you fry it in a pan. Um, That's a great go-to and you can take baby food purees like pumpkin or whatever and throw it in the stash too or berries. So it's pretty versatile. That's one of my favorite things. And I've actually discovered it in baby food books where I'm like, Oh, cool. This is, (laughs) this is out there. (laughs) My other one is um, more of a dinner thing is um, a Lebanese dish called tabbouleh and um, we eat it with flatbread and hummus and it's great. It's a cold salad basically. And um, the base is parsley and bulgur wheat and you can throw in mint, cucumber, whatever mm. cold salad. I like it cause I can make it way in advance. It's great for a couple days in the fridge. So we made that last week. I actually been growing parsley in my garden. And so I was like, oh, my gosh, I can harvest this. <laughs> fun to be like farm to table. For the yeah. Food. Yeah. That's nice. awesome. Beth. That's, that's so cool. I'm pretty sure I had that when I came over to your house. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's, and it was delicious. Yeah. It's just a fresh salad. You know, it's just kind of yeah. a nice carb base, too. So you got good mm-hmm. carbs for your activity that you do later on. So. Awesome. Thank you so much. Beth. Yeah. Thank yeah. you so much. Yeah. Thanks for having me. It's been awesome hearing about your life. <laughs> I loved talking with her. She, like you said, she is the most encouraging person. Um, I loved that she continued to run, even though her husband, John, was going through chemo just to keep like mental sanity. I mean, that must have been so tough to go through. I mentioned my stepmom um, went through chemo. Obviously, I'm I mean, she's just my I mean, she's not just my stepmom. She is my stepmom, but it's not like a partner and you're taking care of a 15 month old, too. So I she is rocking it. Um, I'm really. Yeah. 
she carried a lot of weight this yeah. this year. And I've always been impressed with her strength. And <laughs> I mean, like I said, it's just hard. It's hard enough just to have a, a young kid. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm straight wrong. up. In, and when everything is normal. And um, so, yeah, I love I'm so glad they're on the other side of mm -hmm. that. And I'm so happy to see them getting back to their running goals, both of them. Yeah. Um, and it's just, yeah, it warms my heart. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I loved hearing about Beth's uh, work and um, she's just such a great leader for people trying to be healthy in all aspects of their life. And yeah. I think that's such an important message for moms as well. And how to, you know, how to incorporate healthy food prep and um, some of those basic uh, strength routines that she talked about that are like she mentioned, they are basic, but they're really important to getting back to running after having a baby. And, um, mm -hmm. Yeah, it was great. It was so it was great. great. So yeah. if all you out there enjoyed this content, you can rate and review Run Hard Mom Hard podcast. You can subscribe to the podcast. Share it. Please share it with your mom tribe. That helps us a lot, just getting the word out. And you can also subscribe to Treeline Journal's newsletter, which you can find at treelinejournal.com. That's where we post an article about each episode. And just if you want to stay in the loop and not miss anything, that is a good place to stay in the know. And if you want to email us comments or questions, you can email us at runhardmomhard at gmail.com. Or you can leave us a voice message through Anchor, and the link is in the show notes below. Yay! Go. So, run hard, mom hard. <laughs> Woo! Run Thanks hard, mom hard. <laughs> I need more coffee. <laughs> That's it, Beth. You okay. hit it. You okay. hit it. <laughs> That's the behind the scenes. It's it ain't all pretty, but okay. we don't know yet. <laughs> like if I'm camping, I won't be able to do it. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, originally we were gonna do eight. And that's it. Was that all right? Okay. <laughs> Woo! And here we are. Yeah. I've been I've been really thinking. I, I have. I um. I think that's awesome because I, I personally like smaller boobs for running. <laughs> I know. I know. It's just more efficient. Um, I'll just keep I'll talking while you're trying to listen. Shut it. Shut it. Okay. Hello. Chobani. So like the people that make the yogurt, it's like really natural or whatever. I don't like yeah. just milk in my coffee. Yeah. That's not the same as half and half. Enjoy your hot bean water. I love coffee. Oh, okay. Have I talked about this? No, you haven't. Okay, cut that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, what was I going to say there? <laughs> My old friend, dear friend, not old. She's not old. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> cut that. Was I going to talk about my watch? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just maybe this is just a podcast sharing episode. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like blah 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 blah. <laughs>